0: You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree.
1: People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris.
0: This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then Watson and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia.
2: This week on, Julia does everything that's embarrassing.
0: Episode 321 of the New Utah Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. It is my birthday today, so fuck all y'all. Awesome. And...
2: I that's it. Know. That's the episode The Bye. First
0: birthday Chris has had to work probably since I've known him. Yeah. Uh, since I've known him. Let's fill out this minute and then let's just let it be silent for the next hour and then let's post that show and see how many people get pissed. And <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <something>. <laughs> no, uh, 321, not prime. I don't believe. No. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I hear they say 40 is the new 20. So I'm drinking age now. No, nice. twenty
1: one is drinking age, dear.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. That's the age I am. Is forty one. If forty the new twenty, then forty one is twenty one. So I'm good. I feel like no. That might be why I still get carded at the so liquor store. So I'm only twenty six. So
1: I'm twelve.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, you about have to hit. Fitting.
1: You have to hit forty before, before you go back. Before it counts. Yeah, you're all in the your same 20s. age now.
0: You are in your twenties.
1: Yeah. Well, except for. Except for now, you and Chris at the same age, and Jeremy and I are still old. Still <laughs> all right, let wait,
0: let, me t- let me tell you, though.
1: You keep messing up my age, but that's all right. You're 21, right? No, I'm 22. Uh,
0: well, let, let me tell you, though, when uh, you wake up at 1 a.m. and you can't go back to sleep, you try, and then you're like, well, maybe it's because my awesome, super comfortable, adjustable bed isn't working out for me, and you literally lay on the floor with a blanket. um to try and go back to sleep and it doesn't work very well but eventually it works. You have a rough night on your birthday.
1: That's, I do that all the time though.
0: I know it's weird. So sleep we on y'all the floor. You all
1: maybe need to get a different bed. So no, sometimes I'm just like so restless that I'll just go on the floor so that I don't disturb him and then that's where I end up finally falling asleep. That's what we'd do when we were sick.
2: We'd yeah. go sleep on the bathroom
0: floor. Yeah, but well, I do I still do that sometimes when I'm like nauseous, like the bathroom the floor is the best place because it's cold. It's true. Mm. The cold tile. But you sleep in a different room, so I don't even want to hear it. You're like a fucking 1950s TV show (laughs) character.
2: (laughs) We have our own bedrooms.
0: We like our space.
2: I mean, we had two bedrooms in the apartment, so
1: yeah, why not?
0: Well, we have five bedrooms. (laughs) So we have
1: five bedrooms, but we still sleep in the same one. So that yeah, means you can sleep
0: in a different bedroom every night for five Yeah, minutes. we well. Yeah, well, but the good bed's in our bedroom, so why would we do Although,
1: that? Although, Sean and Cassie's beds are pretty comfortable.
0: They are. I lay on Sean's bed a lot when I go visit her at work. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. I had to work because I have a new job, which I'm fucking loving. I didn't realize how miserable I was at the other job. That's awesome. I told you um, how I mean, that's not awesome that you're miserable. I mean... That's awesome that you can see that. you're see not that miserable
1: and,
3: anymore. Yeah, and
0: I mean, I, it wasn't like an hour miserableness. I just think it was so much stress and so very little real support to help alleviate that stress. It was just, you know...
1: Or it didn't make the stress worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me,
3: I, I, I'll have a really, really shitty client for a few months or five, six months, whatever, and then when I'm not dealing with that client anymore and I realize... I am so much happier that yeah. that client is, but it's a
0: gradual thing. It's not like you,
1: yeah. Hate they them, just slowly wear you down. But they
0: just sl- the Yeah, because I was still like energized for a time, and like, but then it just got to a point, and I'm just, I'm very happy where I'm at. That's I, good. I'm very happy with this this choice I've made to alter my life. So I, I have His noticed. Boss even asked him about that. I've <laughs> noticed a difference,
3: even though it's been a short time. It's been a week. Like at your birthday, at your birthday. This weekend, you just overall just so much happier and relieved and
0: just, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good thing. That's well, a good thing. I mean, that was, uh, one of the reasons I did it. It was a big reason. That's good.
1: Then I guess we're going to their summer party too. So I guess I get to meet everybody. Oh,
0: they're great. They're all great. I don't know. I don't know most of them. I work in a corporate office that has. I don't know how many clinics we have. We have a lot of clinics and all most of our staff work in clinics and I don't know who 90% of them are. So. so
1: it's going to be really weird. Cause like the people that I've heard him talk about are just like the people that work They're right all in the his bosses. office,
0: half a dozen or so in your office.
1: But the picnic is going to be for the whole bay, Yeah. You know.
0: So, I mean the, the office I work in is all the executives. And so we're, yeah, but they, I mean, it's a, clearly a close-knit company because the executives know all the even the, down to like the medical assistants really well so good well I hope they treat the people decent oh i'll tell you uh, i'll tell you off the air but uh, so suffice- far so good <laughs> suffice to say i don't think there's a better job that a doctor or a medical assistant could take good to, That's- to be quite honest it's from a like a sanity and love your work sort of situation it's the ideal environment i think so another reason why i decided to go with them so good uh julia you got something happening right
2: yeah my store opens next week just got to wait to hear back from the last little bit from the city
0: so in the podcast land where people could listen to this 3 weeks from now what what date it
2: opens on july 30th and 31st okay are the grand opening days
0: and are you doing anything special for the grand opening? That's what I was asking her coming over. She's like, being open? <laughs> that's, that's that's
2: not what I said. I, I said did. I have door prizes for the first 10 people each day, and then I have a raffle for everyone who makes a purchase. Because a
0: grand opening is not just being open. That's just opening.
2: No, we're doing We You can always go stuff. talk to the
0: little coffee shop right across and like do some little gift certificates or something to the coffee
3: shop for the first couple people. Anyway, there's lots of things you can I was going
2: to do rock gift bags or something, but...
0: She wants to do something that's cheap for her, which makes sense. Okay.
2: I don't have a lot of money right now, yeah, but right. I have a lot of rocks laying around, so I can use some of so the rocks last, I already have laying around instead of go week, buy new stuff.
3: Last week when we came and helped you shop for a little bit, we tried that coffee shop. They must have just been having an off day, and they do not have air conditioning in that building.
0: So let me tell you... I
2: think it's just when you go in, because every time I've gone in there, it feels great.
0: Let me tell you a little story about you guys. Remember how the beginning of the episode, Julia says... Julia ruins everything or does everything everything that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. So you guys cleaned your shop for because you were being nice, loving parents. Oh, no. And I forgot uh, about this. Julia calls me the other day. Well, it
1: was weird because when he came up the stairs, I thought maybe he was talking to Sean and he's like, no, it was Julia. Uh,
0: So she calls me. I'm sure she's like, Chris. So I know you told me to write it down and put it somewhere important and not lose it, but mom and dad cleaned my shop and I'm pretty sure they threw away the paper that I wrote my Wi-Fi information on. And I said, yeah, that's why I said, don't write it on the back of a business card or just a random scrap of paper. Put it somewhere that you're not going to lose it and then put it in what?
2: 10 minutes of coding later, he finally (laughs) got it for me. And then
0: put it in what? My computer in a safe place. Right? I put in it place. in my dash
2: lane. It's in my dash lane now,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, which but, I forget
2: the password for. But where? For
0: that. Where was it though?
2: On the back of a birthday card.
0: In the middle of the in floor. A so box. I'm going through boxes and I'm just
3: holding up stuff. Like, is this keep it or crap? And like, if everybody pauses long enough, I'm like, it's garbage because no one can even answer. Yeah, I'm so, pulling out like tax papers I'm, I'm like julia this should not be in this
1: well and then well, heather the goes i think i know She's like i think i saw that piece of it.
0: so or i better. had to uh, i had to go through and use command line to look at the wi-fi settings on the computer i was so i was it. i just
2: had one character in the wrong spot so i was so dang close and i have all my tarot readers we're all having a pizza party they're all just like we I told want you to, wi-fi
0: i told you to make it easier on yourself but i know that's you insisted silly, on yeah. having a weird password that, like, was difficult to. <sighs> it's my
2: Wi-Fi. I don't want to share it. I don't want it to be easy for people to figure Mine's out. Mine's my anniversary, but not my
1: anniversary to Chris. <laughs> yeah,
2: mine is it's the spend... same format of all my other
0: passwords. It's been the same I just password. put the character the and not the middle. You know why? Because it's all numbers. <laughs> you know why? Because you know how many devices we have connected to the damn wi and like, do
1: you know how many friends we've already given it out to that are still so our friends like, that we'd have to then tell our friends the new password? We still have
3: a landline. And every so often we have this discussion, why the hell do we still have this? But then the phone rings and all this, and we never answer the home phone, but that's what we filter everything through. It's like any forms we fill out, we put that number on it, yeah. and we're like, oh yeah, that's why. And it's like $2 a
0: month or something stupid because it's a landline, but that's why. Guess how I filter all my calls. How's that with Just my with my them. cell phone and they go to my voicemail and if they don't leave a voicemail, I don't yeah. call them back. I, I do that, too. But <laughs> but where mine's my I business have a number phone.
2: for my business and then my number they're, they're different. They're both on my mm-hmm. phone, but they're separate. I use mine for business. Mine's on Yelp and crap and I get called on and phone.
0: have for years. And I still have that policy. If I don't know you yep. and you're calling me. You better leave a message because unless that number comes up as something recognizable to me, I'm not answering it. And it's not because I don't like talking to people. It's because the amount of fucking spam phone calls. Yeah. Is utterly the insane. Same it is so. I bet I get twenty a day, and like half of them leave fucking messages. Like, and it's just nothing. Bullshit scam phishing messages. No, like, it's oh, your credit card rate interest rates can be lower. I've been if getting. You call us. I've <laughs>
1: been getting calls on my work line, my direct work line, for the last couple get, of days for something. I get the te-
0: the IRS is going to sue you to sue unless you. you call or press two to talk to an operator right now, which. The IRS will never fucking call you. They will never, ever call you. If it's the IRS calling, they're full of shit. You can hang up. It's the IRS. They're slower than slow. Everything goes to the snail mail. It is. Yeah. So, and that's all it is. And it's insane. Like the blocking, and I can't even imagine because the blocking services that I have on my Android phone and through Verizon block even more of that stuff. And I still get an obscene amount. And you know what's been happening even more lately is fucking spam text messages. Oh, you get where those. you get like,
2: hey. Oh my gosh, there's so many from bank. my bank.
0: Yeah, the bank was. You have to put a phishing warning on the actual bank's website now. The, the, the bank should because people are fucking stupid. But the ones that, that really get me are like the, hey Dave, how are you? Or hey Dave, do you still have this thing? And of course, the person's natural inclination is to go. Oh
1: no, they've got the wrong number. Oh, I, this
0: isn't Dave. Sorry. And then they start trying to engage you in conversation. Don't fall for it. Just delete the message. Yep. I get, I get these recordings. That's been the same one for
3: uh-huh. if, months, if not years. Hey, I'm just calling to follow up on that paperwork I sent you. Let me know something, something. Did you get that thing I sent you? But it's the same
0: recording. Oh, anyway, yeah, it's not, it's they're all Nigerian princes.
2: Yeah, I think the U.S. just started enacting something about the car's extended warranty call. So that because it all comes from like one source. So I think no, they made it. Okay. So they're not supposed to be able to do that okay. one anymore.
0: So, well, one, they can't stop shit. So yeah, let's but, be clear. You know. They have very limited controls because voiceover IP allows you to do basically whatever the fuck you want. Um, but speaking of the car's extended warranty, because that is like one of the best memes of our our right? time right now is like how people bust that out. I saw a video of a chick that was getting a colonoscopy, and she wrote on her butt cheek. I told Bree to do that. She wrote on her ass cheek, I've been trying to reach you to talk about your car's extended (laughs) warranty, so that whenever they fucking derobed her, you know, and she went back for her colonoscopy, that's what they saw on the butt cheek. That's so funny. That's fucking fantastic. Took a picture of it. (laughs) That's so great. That's That's perfect. It's good stuff.
2: The one thing I did like about when I worked as a dispatcher, anytime we got a scam call from there, I would call them right back and tell them this was an emergency
1: line, and they would take us off the list real quick.
3: Yeah, because what, what are you showing? Well, you're
0: supposed to get in trouble for that, but... I'm
1: showing you that Brandy wished your happy birthday with our wedding picture.
0: There's a lot of them on Facebook.
1: Yeah, but this one has our wedding picture.
0: I tried to change... So I did try to do the birthday trick with Facebook, but Facebook only lets you change your birthday so frequently, so...
2: You can only have a birthday once a year? Oh, no. No, but
0: I have this theory, and I've talked about it before, but I'll inform you of my theory because I think it's important. So if you only send me a happy birthday on Facebook, sorry, that doesn't mean much to me. That's how
2: I knew it was your birthday, and then I texted you happy birthday.
0: And that's, if you are a friend of mine, I will text you happy birthday, and they come up on my phone, not because of Facebook, but because I put your birthday in my calendar. And I will te- personally reach out to and text those that I consider friends. So if you think you're my friend and <laughs> you have a birthday and you don't get a text message from me, dang, then think again. You're then not friends. I don't put stuff on Facebook, so you're not getting a wish from me. Like that's not. But I have a theory that on Facebook people do that. They don't like people do that on Facebook. That like I had people do it today that I haven't talked to in twenty fucking years, wishing it's me a happy birthday purely because your it's phone Facebook. gives you
2: notification every morning of whose birthday it is. Y-
0: not if you have those turned off.
2: I have that one turned on which, for the off
0: chance it's like Chris's birthday that I didn't know. Which I do have those turned off because I don't want to see any fucking Facebook notifications ever. Well, and if it's somebody you know, you're going to know it's their birthday. Yeah,
2: well, I didn't know it was Chris's birthday today till this morning when my phone told me.
0: I only get on the Facebooks like every few days. I just don't do it very often. I actually have been spending more time on LinkedIn lately than Facebook. Now, if you send me a, a like a direct message on a platform... And have a conversation with me on my birthday, that's different to me than putting something on my Facebook wall. On your timeline. That's also, like, so if you go to some people's pages, so, for instance, I have this old friend, Clark Fawcett. Clark was a roommate of mine years and years ago. He had some hard times, and he dropped off the face of the planet. Like, just completely vanished. I No one knew how to get a hold of him. We didn't even know if he was alive. Yeah, I... He is alive, I believe. He has made some recent, like um, I don't posts know, if it's recent. Stuff. But uh, also the Brie, the ex, the same similar thing. She dropped off the planet on social media. She completely just vanished. She left all her profiles up. Went off the grid. And so, the, but you go to their like Facebook pages, and every year on their birthday, and all that right? is all it is is. This date in 2021. The same date in 2020. The same date in 2019. No other posts. Just happy birthday I bet birthday if I posts. checked my Facebook, right? that's what it would be. Yeah. And it's I'm like... I'm positive. And it's, and it's <laughs> just one of those things that's like, I wanted to change my birthday on Facebook. Just to see. Just to... like. Once a week, like just set it out. Like if it's like today, then next Friday, it's also my Yeah, birthday.
2: dad, no, you just have three profile pic. Oh, wait, we're not friends on there. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say, all we have is a picture of this, Annie from 2013 and then your steampunk picture from this
0: 2013. Is, this is probably a guy was on it. who is an architect and had no Instagram account until his daughter made one for him. It's been like a year now. Right about a year, I think. So very yeah. good. Very good account for you to have. So anyway, that's it. It's my birthday, Julia's shop. Let's talk about uh, some Utah stuff though. Um, I'll talk about the heat. <clears throat> all right. It's been fucking hot as shit. The end. <sighs> we went to the soccer game <sighs> on Sunday night. Um, so we had the barbecue. So we had a, a birthday barbecue on Saturday and we were all outside. And it was hot as shit. It was fucking sweltering. Like Josh had to come in the house and I had to get him an ice pack. Couple of times. Yeah. Well, um, that's
1: what happens when you wear pants. In hundred million degree yeah, weather.
0: Long. And his pants leather and, patent shoes. Like, <laughs> and everyone else is in like shorts and like.
1: Well, and then Carissa t-shirts. wore like all black with long sleeves and long pants. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Did, did they turn into fall?
0: It's, uh, anyway, um, he, I came inside cause I didn't know where he was and I had to go to the bathroom and I sent him on the couch and he's like, yeah, I'm overheating, man. I'm like, if you want to cool down really fast, go down in my office, sit on my recliner. There is a, there is a vent right above it all the way open
1: the teensiest room right next to the vent from like right next to the
0: closest vent to the air conditioning unit. so
1: essentially
0: it's like a jet engine of cold air (laughs) i won't sit there it's so cold i love it it keeps my office nice and cold my office is so well insulated I can shut the door and it gets cold, and I just turn off the vent. Like I shut the vent, and it stays the same temperature all day in there. It's That's fantastic. Nice. But he didn't do that, so I threw an ice pack at him. Um, anyway, so it was hot as shit, and everyone stuck it out. So thanks for them. And then we went to the game on Sunday, and there was like the craziest fucking wild thunderstorm that blew a ton of stuff rained for a little while, and cooled the shit right down and blocked out the sun, and the game was like perfect. It was like so perfect. nice. It was perfect.
1: Every once in a while, it would kind of like sprinkle on us while we were sitting there, but it was so warm that we'd just... So on
3: the 17th, which was Sunday,
1: right? Yeah. <clears throat> we broke... Well, we tied. We tied
3: our record. So 107 degrees in Salt Lake. The record was set in 1960. Also in 83. You're right. Also in 83. So we tied that... Hundred and seven. The one thing that I want to talk about. And I know this isn't the the England UK
0: podcast, but that is. But that is also that is the highest temp we've ever had in Salt Lake. Not just for that day, right? Right. Yeah. No. No. That's that. Yeah. That's that's like ever. Now Saint George last year broke the
3: record of 117. Yeah. Um. But I want. I, I just want to talk. In England today, they hit 104. Which for them is the highest record
0: yeah. since they started recording in 1873. Well, and, and
1: they don't have like they don't have air conditioners
0: an, and stuff. They're an island in the Atlantic, in the Northern Atlantic, because they're like they're like the same longitude and latitude as or uh, longitude as as like uh, Maine, yeah, roughly, state, I think. so more like northern. the Pacific Northeast or the, the Pacific Northeast. Fuck, Pacific Northwest, the uh, the the Atlantic Northeast. So yeah. like boston maine those areas Which up there the new england area warm but not like they don't get super hot and england's an island so they're surrounded by water on all sides Isn't and it's, it's not
1: warm pacific water; no. it's cold atlantic it's cold water.
0: northern atlantic water. well so and so
3: they hit 104 today w- once again they've been recording the temperature since
0: 1873 yeah And this is the the highest. So I saw there was a thing I was reading about this last week because they were talking about this massive heat wave and they did like it was like two years ago. They did this thing in England where they did a couple of the schools there did some predictive modeling and they they released a forecast of of what it would likely be like in 50 years. I think it was 50 years. It might have been 30 years and it was temperatures like we have right now. It was the same temperature and like it was a big, it became a story. I think I read it on BBC because that thing that they had kind of mocked done two years earlier was reality. They showed the mock forecast screen with the real one and it was off by like one to two degrees at most anywhere. Yeah. Well, and what there, the
3: the original uh, thing I saw on what was last night was on a a weather, a, a weather guy on TikTok, but he wasn't just dancing. He was actually being serious. He was saying this is most likely going to be the new norm. Like, this is what summer weather is going to be. Our winters are not going to be
0: as cold. We're not going to get as much rain. Like, this is going to be the new norm. It's not just England. It's all of Western Europe right there is in the same boat because they're all just as hot. Well, And he was
3: saying, the one I was watching last night was saying that if they hit 104 today, which they have they will be warmer than 99% of the countries on for today this day that they're, they're
0: going to be warmer than 99% of the countries Because you in have the like world. the netherlands belgium <laughs> uh, france i think those are the three countries that are right on the edge of england there, Yeah.
3: right not known for their overwhelming heat across the channel yeah but they were all very hot so but like Bree was saying schools hospitals businesses most people's residences don't have air conditioning like we do, because for us to hit 104 sucks, but it's not. It happens out of the it's norm. not the end of the world. And
0: the houses are built with AC units and
3: swamp coolers. So, and- so they were predicting that there was going to be a, a lot of issues today, and in fact, they were saying th- the lion's share of England was about shut down today, meaning nobody was at the parks, a lot of businesses closed early or weren't even open.
0: Oh, and I want to throw this out there. Uh, it's not just hot. When we talk about hot in Utah, hot's dry. And, and Sunday was really muggy actually because of that, that, that thunderstorm that came through because it's technically monsoon season. But the UK is coastal, which means it's humid what? as fuck. So it's 70 to 80% humidity year round and when you hit temperatures of 100 degrees and 80% humidity you, can't breathe. you have florida and texas weather and the uk is not built for, for that yeah. because that's tropic that's air, that's the weather of the tropics right. well that is just like being in a steam room that is being in a steam room, a Good
1: sauna. Old sauna i could use a sauna right now i'm freezing
0: and there was a there's a bunch of fires all over london too as a and, result of and it. france
3: the uh, the french countryside is burning away too Just because of the heat. And then they said that, um, the airport, they had to close down the
0: London airport because the tarmac actually warped. Yep. I believe it because it's got too hot. It's not, it was not built for that. Like our, our tarmacs are all concrete and not asphalt. And they're built to withstand extreme temperatures because we have extreme, 100 plus degree heat and very cold, especially in the winter nights.
3: Well, and if it's 107 outside an airplane landing on it and those tires hitting and the
0: friction, I, I, no I mean, your that. black asphalt, like, I can't remember what the equation is, but essentially, like, if it's 70 degrees out, the asphalt, the black, the the blacktop is like 120.
1: That's why they tell you not to take your dogs for walks and things like that, because it
0: It'll your burn. dogs sweat through It'll their, paws their paws and they'll
1: burn their paws and then they can't
3: yeah.
0: release heat. So it's not just hot. It's like record breaking. And globally. speaking of record breaking heat, um, they moved all the prisoners oh, yeah. over the last week or so. And they did it very quietly, which, you know, by design, obviously. But uh, I saw it, again, I've been on LinkedIn a lot. And um, Spencer Cox had posted, uh, hey, we've successfully moved all, I don't know, there's was like 2,400 and something prisoners from uh, Draper out to the new facility. So I it's, always think of Con Air when I think of moving prisoners. <laughs> well, and that's why, like, they've had a thing up for a long time about it um, because they have to have a, an FAQ for, like, Okay, if you have someone that's in the population that's got, like, special medical needs, how are they being taken care of? You know, how are visitations going to work at the new facility? And their website actually has a a tour, a virtual tour of all the new facilities. So you can actually see what the new, you know, women's facility and men's facility and the bunkhouses and the dorm style stuff, all of that looks like. They did a whole bunch of stuff, especially with, like, natural lighting in there, like, huge skylights. Um to, to give a lot more natural light to these to these inmates and Well that the original draper facility wasn't that built in like the sixties? Yeah, it's it's like it's really old. Very dilapidated. So and they in part of that move, they moved a bunch of prisoners even to the county jail because they didn't have much time left. And so they were like, you can, you know, spend the rest of your time in county jail and a bunch of other stuff. But they have migrated all of the prison population out of the Draper prison and into the new one, which means they can now let the land grab begin. Oh, the land grab's already happened, man. There's been a council out that's already been dividing that up and just determining how they're going to develop all that. That's been a, a big deal. I think Huntsman was on it. Uh, at some point, and he might still be, uh, on it. i uh, former Governor Huntsman. Um, but it's, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, that was the whole thing, right? Like having that out there in like Draper Bluffdale, they wanted to use that land for commercialization and they're gonna do it. Yep. So, well, they've already got all that new commercial building like right up to the property. Yeah. And, and they're just gonna demolish that property and, and, uh, I'm sure it's probably already sold, to be honest. So, probably. Anyway, lots of lots of happening stuff going around uh the state of Utah right now. So well, we've got
1: a Pioneer Day coming uh, up. No, Sorry, p- to Pioneer Pioneer. I didn't mean to yawn. It, I just I just like it because it's another three day weekend for me.
0: Oh yeah, I still have not figured out if I have to work on Monday. Or you not, probably do. Probably. I know some of our clinics don't, but I probably do. So that'd be my guess. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe I, I didn't did never I have it done. off
1: at uh, HCA.
0: Wow, it went really quiet all of a sudden because the music stopped right after you stopped talking, and it was just like the the audience can't ever hear the music, but we always have music going because it helps with conversation. Um, but it it had stopped. Yeah. So I think we'll uh we'll get to our guest now. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we're joined this week uh, by Ben Stevenson, who is, are you the creator of Central Utah Paranormal? The owner, of what, I don't know what to call you. <laughs> the proportion um, I asked before I started. Yes.
4: So I officially founded it in 2019, but I started doing it in about 2016.
0: Okay, great, great. Okay, now I just got to make the note here so that I can put it in the show notes at some (laughs) point. Um, so, uh, you, so central Utah, what, what part of central Utah is a big, a big word, (laughs) a big region? Yeah.
4: So, um, for the most part, we cover the central area of the state, but we have like, I've done stuff in Murray. I've been invited to do stuff in St. George. Like we still travel, but it's just a little more difficult when
0: so when you say suspens- when you say central part of the state like are you talking like moab all the way to i don't even know are there towns on the west border of <laughs> beside the moab, um, like like because there's like patron and like eskdale mm-hmm. and garrison yeah. like are you going out to those weird towns that take forever to get to
4: So I I go there if they call me. I haven't gone out to those areas yet, but I also named it what it is because I also wanted it to be an acronym if I wanted to change it. So it also stands for cryptids, UFOs, and poltergeists.
0: Nice. CUP. (laughs) C-U-P.
4: Yeah, and (laughs) (laughs) C-U-P.
0: That's that's really cool. Uh, And so you really do then, like, have you gone out to, like, I don't know – what are the towns right on the border? I mean, my wife's pretty close to the Colorado border and you've got like Richfield's <laughs> probably south of you. Um, what's that stupid college that's there by Richfield? Snow. Oh, the snow, snow college. Yeah. <laughs> I just know Richfield cause my college roommate was from Richfield and he thought I was going to be some dumb hick from Wyoming cause I was from, from Green River, <laughs> Wyoming. And I was like, Oh, he's going to be some dumb hick Mormon from like shit nowhere in Utah <laughs> because he's from Richfield, Utah, which is basically Green River, Wyoming. It's the same damn place. Like I've been there a couple times. It's the same place. Isn't That's it, funny. Price is down that way too, right? Uh, sort of. Not really. I mean, price is a lot so,
3: closer to Provo. So there's a there's a bar in Price. I can't. It, it's the guy's name. It's like Joey's or something like that. It has been there since like the fifties. Turns out it's my mom's uncle. Uh-huh.
0: Because Price is like between Provo and Duchesne. Gotcha. So yeah, so there's this little bar there. I can't call it Duchesne. It. <laughs> that was just good my my
3: mom's uncle owned forever and ever. So that's my claim to Price.
0: So we'll uh, we'll get back to some uh, we'll get back to some other stuff uh, about Central Utah because we don't we don't talk a lot about Central Utah because it's pretty rural. Like Central Utah is not a bustling metropolis. <laughs> Um, And even St. George has grown pretty dramatically, but central Utah is also home to, um, a good chunk of like the entrance points to a lot of the state and national parks are all over central Utah. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think we'll, we'll get back to a lot of that, but we have to, we have to start with the most important question, which is when were you born? Like what month and day?
4: I was born on March 28th.
0: Oh, wow. So June 28th. Nothing happens in June. Summer 11? Maybe parents, July. Could have been a July
3: 4th baby. Could, true. It could have been. What were your parents doing about that time?
4: <sighs> Ugh. Who Days knows. of 47
0: Rodeo. Days of <laughs> some, they, they were uh, celebrating
1: Pioneer some Day. Some Pie and Beer Day <laughs>
4: Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Pie and Beer Day would have been a month July. later. Yeah. Oh, true. true. True, true, So about like the end of June, beginning of July. The, stampede, the, the stampede Rodeos. Yeah, the Rodeos are all right around the 4th. Yeah. Maybe they had a really exciting Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> were they cowboy and cowgirl? Ranchers? <laughs>
4: Hey, maybe my, my, <laughs> so, my dad actually was a rancher growing up So that's fine So
0: there you go Where where were you born?
4: I was born in Fillmore In where Fillmore I, Where I live now
0: And have, have you always stayed in Fillmore Or did you leave for a while and come back?
4: Uh, so I've lived in Orem I uh, lived in St. George for a couple of years And I lived in California for a, f- a few years But it was too expensive at all of those places it was <laughs> It was much so, easier to live here.
3: Where did, where, where did you mostly grow up? Like, where did you go to high school? That sort of thing.
4: Yeah, I grew up here in Fillmore. So I went to Millard High School. Oh. Class of 07.
0: So was Beaver your guys' rivals? Is that, actually. I don't know who Fillmore's rival is. So.
4: It's actually Delta. It's in our same county.
0: Oh, so, okay. So I'm so, in the desert.
4: Like our county has the largest landmass with the least amount of people. So there's like five thousand people that live on either side of the is county. Is that Box Elder? Um uh, trying to think it was the county? Box Elder. Um ours mm. is Millard.
0: Yeah, they're um, in Miller Millard County. For
4: some reason yeah. I
1: thought Box Elder was the biggest.
4: I think it's it goes like like we're the largest with the least amount of population. But I think wow. Tooele, Tooele and Box Elder I believe are the biggest land masses.
0: San Juan is actually the biggest, my friend. Oh, yes. Really? Wow. San, Juan. Is, San Juan is at uh, just shy of 8,000 square miles. Huh. Tooele is number two at uh, 6,900. Pe- when people say Tooele, they think of the town Tooele. They don't really comprehend. The, the
1: county goes yeah. all the yeah. way. Nothingness of the county. It Massive. goes from Salt Lake County all the way well, to the edge to, of the state.
0: Tooele County also goes all the way up to the northern part of the state, too, right? It go, mm. I think it goes right no, up to
1: the goes is up there.
0: What? No, it's not. Isn't Duchenne's it? east of Provo.
1: Isn't Duchesne County up there?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can get it to map on. Google
1: oh, it's 40. you went to Ca- I think it's you oh, County. Oh, no. Yeah. It's
0: so there. it's not, it's definitely not Tooele County up there, but Tooele County goes from like half of the lake all the way to the end of the state and from some point north of I-80 to pass like Dugway almost to Eureka. But yeah, Millard County apparently is the third largest by size. Well, there you go.
4: There you go. I knew we were so up there. there.
0: However, Millard County, being the third largest by size <laughs> land-wise, <laughs> only 12,582 people. Yeah.
2: That's it? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh.
0: That's that That's like the whole of Riverton, isn't it? Probably. I will tell you, though, there are smaller counties. Daggett County has 714 people. What? Yeah. Why is this a county? It's also shy of 700 square miles. <laughs> Yeah, G- probably just geographically. they. I don't, I don't know. It's, just, it's just to be its own county. Yeah. Person a mile. So these are the things that you look up when you're talking to people on the internet about the sizes of Utah counties. <laughs> I think oh, your wow. County.
1: San Juan is big. I guess I just always thought of Box Elder as being big because it was, I don't know, square or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, Now I'm curious how big Sweetwater County is. <laughs> That's where I grew up, Sweetwater County. Yeah. This is a. This is the Utah geographical. Podcast. Bigger, <laughs> bigger than all you motherfuckers in Utah. 10,491 square miles from my with
1: me. 15 people.
0: No, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tell you the population. It's more than 15. It's probably like 45, 43,352 in the most recent census. So I was really close. 45,000 is 40. 43 and change so i was pretty dang close it's ten thousand square classic. miles it's so much land, li- and it's there's nothing if you look at sweetwater county it's literally just dirt like high plains <laughs> fucking sagebrush there is nothing in sweetwater county so at least in like at least in millard county you guys have green stuff you have some desert yeah. you have some mountains like you have everything down there
4: Yeah, it's like my backyard has mountains and my front yard has volcanoes. It's kind of crazy.
0: Cool. They're not
4: active volcanoes. Yeah, that we know of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) None of them are active until they are. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I forget. Delta is actually relatively close to you guys, I guess, because uh, there's a highway that goes up there, right, from from the Fillmore area.
4: Yeah, we have I-15 and they have Highway 50.
0: Yeah, I mean, I-15 is uh, good for you guys business-wise probably. Yeah, uh, get, we're, we're basically
4: stops. we're basically the gas station stomp of the state. We have like the, so, big, we well, have the biggest she, Maverick.
0: And <laughs> the Mushroom Farm. The Mushroom yes. Farm is what I know Fillmore for. We always stop in Scipio. Yeah, Scipio is like oh, halfway wow. between here and Cedar.
1: Because our daughter went to SUU, and so it was almost exactly the halfway point. So that's still where we stop, even so, if we go to St. George or Vegas.
0: The Mushroom
3: Farm, and then the the creamery. The beaver. The, the beaver cream. Mm-hmm. The, the cream. The, <laughs> the
2: beaver cream, ew.
0: Yeah. And see, I always think of beaver because of the giant rocking chair at the beaver uh, truck shop off the, the freeway there. At the, I don't know which guy. I think it's one of the chevrons. I think there's two mm-hmm. chevrons, one on both sides, I think, in beaver. Yeah. But, uh, man, Central Utah, you guys got a lot of stuff going on.
4: <laughs> yeah, we, we we might not have a lot of people but we have a lot of stuff,
3: lot of stuff. so you, so growing up um did you have other siblings large family small family
4: so actually i had a really small family so um it actually took my parents 10 years for me to come along and then my sister showed up when i was 13 oh wow yeah i but still remember my it. dad I still remember my dad punching me when I was like, What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine like a 12 year old kid? Okay, you're going to have a baby sister. What? <laughs> well, especially okay. if your
1: parents were already 10 years along in their marriage. Like they were not old when they had you, but like usually at the end yeah. of like when they're and when most people are stopping having kids and then 13 mm-hmm. years later, then they have another one.
4: Yeah.
3: So. So, okay, you go to high school there. Where did, did you go to college or did you go to college?
4: Uh, yes. So I did two years at UVU, and then I finished my degree in Dixie. Well, it started out as, what was it, before they changed to DSU. Oh, it was when they were still in yeah, college. Yeah. And then my last yeah. year there, they changed Dixie to university. yeah.
0: Well, and UVU, was, UVU wasn't a, a university yeah. back then
4: either. Yeah, it, was, Utah, it was Utah Valley, Valley college. State College. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was UVSC, UVSC when I started there. Oh, yeah, it, was only like, it was like $700 for one semester. <laughs> it was.
0: Yeah, that's a and great time to go. They are like,
4: we're at university now. Now it's $3,000. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like, okay. what changed? Sure. I'm, I'm going to St. George now.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: My daughter went to DSU for a couple of years before she transferred up to the U. So,
0: so what did you study in college?
4: Um, I actually I started in uh computer science, which I probably should have kept and then I switched. <laughs> <laughs> I switched
0: career path probably. Yeah.
4: I switched to criminal justice after a <laughs> couple months, which was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> oh, but at least <laughs>
0: At least you're using your degree in a field that in theory uses that degree.
4: Yeah, they don't they don't you don't get paid for it. It's just like, oh, that's cool. Nice, nice piece of paper yeah. you got there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what? So was it just because you had the degree, or what kind of got you into law enforcement in general? Did you have family that was in law enforcement?
4: Um, so um, my mom was actually she wasn't um, in the field that I am, but she worked in the courts since oh. I was a little kid. And so when I would go see her at work or if she would have to bring me to work, it was always like the the corrections officers and the bosses that were there that I would like talk to and hang out with when I was a little kid. And when I decided later to to pursue a career in it, um, those people that were then the younger like deputies working in the jail were now the bosses. And gotcha. It, it was a lot easier to be like, hey, remember me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember that snot-nosed kid you used to be annoyed by? I'm still yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, hire me. <laughs> it is interesting, though, because law enforcement, like a lot of people think it's pretty easy to get into. No. It's really not. Like, I've, I've had not. a couple of friends that have tried to do it. It's pretty rigorous to get into law enforcement, and it's a, a bit of a club. Like, once you're in... You're in like it's a lot easier yeah. to move from
3: one fire department's a lot like that too. Getting mm. in is tough but once you're in. So I know, I've, I think I've talked about it briefly on the podcast, but one of my neighbors who lives a few houses down. His dad was the first sheriff of Riverton back in like the fifties. Uh, and it was totally like, well, sheriff's an elected position. That's different. Well, he, he made his way up. He was the only officer. Then he became sheriff anyway for. Twenty something years, then he ended up retiring. Well, my neighbor wanted to be in the police force, and it was one of those. Well, my my dad was sheriff, and I was hoping that would make a difference.
0: Nope, he's an HVAC contractor now because it just didn't work he, out. Well, he probably wasn't a sheriff; he was probably a chief of police. Could have been because the sheriff is a county position, Could, not a city. Could have been, but but his own dad was, and that didn't that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's interesting. Like one of my good buddies in high school, Dan. Dan was a pothead in high school, and he's now a cop in Podunk, Wyoming, somewhere, uh, working for the sheriff's office. <laughs> On the straight and narrow, I'm sure, but, you know, he was a pothead in high school.
1: <laughs> my, my great uncle was a county sheriff, and then he was a federal mm-hmm. air marshal, and then can't remember what he retired as, but... Oh, he was in the military. So he's got like three pensions going. He retired as an
0: air marshal, right? He
1: retired. Well, yeah, he retired from all of them. He retired from the military. But I mean, I think military. that was the last
0: thing he was doing, wasn't yeah, it? I
1: think you're right. And then he retired from the sheriff's department and then he retired from the United federal air marshal. air marshal service, whatever that is. So yeah, he's got three pensions going Good for him. Yeah, he's <laughs> freaking got a nice house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you stick it out. For a long time and move from one service to the other, Yeah, you
3: can be set up. So did you do any military time, or has it just been police
4: work? Uh, no, yeah, just police. your I, I I like great
3: of, uncle's old. So. I did, true. I, I know a lot of guys who, who do both, who do military and then kind of transition into police work or vice versa, so that's why I asked. Mm.
0: So do you, I mean, I know you said that the criminal justice degree was a mistake, but do you like what you do? I mean, are, are you, do you yeah. enjoy being a corrections officer?
4: Yeah, I do. So um, I actually – so I think my final degree when I finished at DSU was in criminology, and then I minored in criminal justice. So I got more – oh, sorry. Was a while
0: ago. It was, she said you think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I
4: think. So the only – the thing that was nice about it is if I ever chose to, like I could leave and go be like a drug counselor at like a youth center – or get yeah. a jail with my criminology degree because kill those doors. More, yeah. So yeah, like there d- is an option if I wanna leave or change. My so, daughter's
1: getting okay. her degree in psychology and she was thinking about doing criminal psychology for a while there. She
0: took a criminal science course at DSU and went, Nope, not doing yep. that shit.
4: She, <laughs> <laughs> she, she <laughs> took
0: one at our suggestion and she's like, No, that's watch like, Silence of the Lambs. No thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We probably had the same professor.
1: She's she's a pretty slight little thing, too. So it's probably not a good idea to be sending her in with.
0: Yeah, she was just like, mm. no, nope, that's not the way I want to go with it. Like so.
1: on her heaviest day, probably like wearing her combat boots. She's like 95 pounds and like 5'1". So.
0: so the big
3: question now that we've kind of followed your path, how did you get into the paranormal and – how did you transition from that, and then kind of how do you? Maybe you bowl, didn't transition.
1: But, Maybe you well, yeah. had that in the background. How did you life. get into it? Let's yeah. go with
3: that.
4: Okay, so um, I think just like a lot of people, we have experiences growing up that we can't understand. I feel like I had more experiences as a kid, and when I would try and explain them to my mom or my dad, um, it was the oh, you have a wild imagination, like you know, it was just they never would believe what i would tell them even though like sometimes i would just see something or i would hear something or like whatever it was they just never well the
3: typical parent response is oh it's just an imaginary friend yeah. or oh it's just nothing
4: yeah well, and
2: so you don't want to freak your kid out
4: mm, yeah and so when i was mm-hmm. uh when i started my career um i was working in a jail and um Jails are very dark, dismal places where nasty things just fester and grow. Really mm-hmm. bad, bad energies, just bad things in general. And um, my very first night shift, I remember. And so they never told you. So most like stuff would happen during the day, but you had to kind of be aware of it. So they'd wait till you would come and be like, um, so (laughs) (laughs) so my my very first night shift, I'm doing a perimeter check and I have to check like every door everywhere in the building and our jail is connected to a couple other buildings. And so you have to go through everything. So by the time you're done, you've walked about a mile and a half and I get in the court area and I remember the next day was court. And so I was searching under where we put our, our inmates just to make sure there wasn't anything under there any contraband or anything. And, um, all of a sudden I see, or I hear a sound and it's like this fuff, 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 fuff. and I look over and there's this little half, like the, like a swinging door. That's like a half door.
3: Uh-huh.
4: that Like lets you into an aisle. It's just like, duh, 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 and then it stops. And I was like, uh, what was... <laughs> never seen that before, you know? And so I, I finished my check and I come back in and, the guy that was training me on night shifts was like, so how was everything? And I was like, uh, this is my first night shift. My very first one after graduating (laughs) the police Academy.
2: You're just giving you a good old warm welcome.
4: Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell was it? And so he's just, he just starts laughing. He's like, Oh, I've been waiting for this to happen. (laughs) And then like he starts telling me stories. And then everyone, like when the other people come in to trade us out in the morning, they're like, Ben finally got to meet one of the ghosts. And, so they all started telling us like all their different stories and stuff, which I have, I have a lot from work, but I, I can't talk about a lot of them until I retire. Right. So, that tells you how imagine. good some of them are. But
3: I would imagine, like you said, a, a jail, a place like that, just has a lot of heavy, ugly mm-hmm. residual. Plus, plus, not not just residual, but but just. Mm-hmm. everything about it
4: just well, dark a lot
2: of anger yeah just issues. dark
4: and heavy yeah it's that's a lot of bad feelings and there's like there's those people that are in there that are trying to you know make the best of it and it's it's hard for them too because they're still surrounded by this bad energy it's hard to be positive when you're surrounded by that for yeah. inmates and officers that work there
3: but I would I would imagine over the years, being on your side of it, it could take its toll if you don't find a way to 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 kind of combat that negativeness.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Negativeness, <laughs> negativity, Dad.
3: I mean, it's the same. That's difference. all right. <laughs> negativeness. I like that. I'm going with that. Can
2: we just call the episode negativeness? No.
4: No. <laughs> so was, I would say that the jail is kind of where I honed in my skills because I was always interested in trying. But it does work the best if you're in an area that has a lot of activity. Like I try and show people that you don't get something everywhere that you go. Like, it's not always a guarantee. Like the but, TV shows? Yeah. Just <laughs> because
2: it's haunted doesn't like, mean something's
3: going to happen. Like,
4: there's some videos when I'm just like, after 40 minutes, I'm like, sorry, guys, nothing's here. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Have a good night. <laughs> but,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's not like the TV shows where every around every corner is a demon and Satan's yeah. waiting to talk to you. It's because they're running
4: at that point. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I kind of honed in my skills, I would say, there. Um, I practiced getting EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon. So different voices. And, um, it was hard to get things on camera well, And I couldn't film anything inside either. Oh, so I, yeah. had, I had, to rely on security cameras, but that was like, you'd be watching something and you'd see something tip over, or you'd see something start moving. You know, it was, um, you always had to just like, wait for things like that, which I've had happen, which is awesome. But,
3: um... Do they, uh, do they let you, being in a, in where you're at, do they let you take any of that footage, or you can look at it and say that's cool, but that's kind of it?
4: Yeah, so, like, I can save it or whatever, but I can't take it anywhere.
3: Right, because be of it? what it is.
4: I mean, yeah, that's a big might, security, be, uh, security issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no joke. And so, anyways... um. It really started – so I started – it was more of a hobby. Like I just wanted to try it out and have fun and uh, do these different things. And then um, me and my wife take turns every, every year choosing where we're going to go on our anniversary. Uh-huh. And so I chose where I wanted to go. And I had been there before, but it was the Queen Mary in uh, – oh, I love that ship in long beach mm-hmm. and i and i love it too so when i was in dixie we went there on a we stayed there on a biology trip before we went to catalina island oh cool. and
1: i wonder if that's where our daughter did the same trip i wonder if
0: she stayed there yeah someone told someone told her take this class because the lab is a trip to catalina island yeah. and she was <laughs> she was yeah. seasick the entire trip <laughs> when it was the
4: nice thing is it was a two week course if you took the trip Uh or you had to do it for three months. And I was like, I'm not sitting in a classroom for three months. That's why she
1: did it. That's why she did it. Yep.
4: But so that first night when we were there, like on the actual trip, this was before I was married. um, Oh no, I was married, but my wife wasn't with me that time. And everyone's like, Oh, I had all this stuff happen. Like, Oh, I saw shit move. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, I was like, you're just making stuff up, like just playing with you, whatever. And so later on, I was like, this is a really cool ship. It's like based off of a sister ship to the Titanic. And I start like, you know, telling my wife the history of like the gray ghost and like how cool it is and like all that it was. Cause I researched it a lot after I stayed on it. And so our very first night there, um, oh man, I can't remember. Like there was a lot of events that happened that day, but we got there, we got our room and we went back up to the, uh, little antique shop store, all the stuff that they have up there and they have a book that they sell and they reissue the same book every couple years. So I think we got like the 10th edition or something like that. And it contains stories from, um, they, keep some of the original stories and then they share everyone else's stories. And I tried to get my wife to share hers and she was like, no, I don't want people (laughs) to know my story. But so anyways, we're walking down the hallway back to our room and she's like, holy shit, Ben. And I'm like, what? And she's like, she's pointing at the room number across from ours. She's like, there's a story about this room. (laughs) <laughs> like our room, she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, the one right across from us. And so she like turns on her Snapchat. You know, she's like, oh, we're here by this room. And she like reads the story and kind of laughs about <laughs> it. But I mean, it was a it was a morbid story, but it was like a guy murdered his wife and then drowned his two twin daughters in a bathtub, and then he killed huh? himself in the bathtub on the ship. Isn't yeah, that also there's the like
2: ship. a Grimm's fairy tale very similar to that? That's creepy. <laughs>
4: And uh, yeah, I don't know, but so we go to bed that night and it's like two o'clock in the morning, two or three o'clock in the morning. And um, I wake up to the sound of my wife saying my name, but it's very, very, very faint. Like, Ben, ben And I wake <laughs> up and I like turn over and she takes this big breath of air. And she's like, something was just holding me into the bed. Something was just holding me into the bed. And so I jump up, and start doing the man shit. You know, I'm running around, turning on lights, <laughs> going into the bathroom. You know, it's ready to beat the shit out of whatever I see, but the door's (laughs) locked. It's padlocked. Like, there's no one there, and um, the last place I went, I remember going in the bathroom, and I turned on the light, and I could see myself in the mirror, and I had three scratches across my chest, and I was like, oh, okay, so I put a shirt on, because I was like, that's going to freak her out. Like, she's already scared enough right now. She doesn't need to see that I got, like, scratched by an unseen force. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so i go back and i was like hey there's nothing in here and she's like i thought you got up to go to the bathroom or something and then i realized that she she felt something crawling onto the bed but she's like it didn't it didn't weigh enough to be you honey <laughs> i'm like <"Yes." laughs> but thanks and then it yeah and then it like crawled up onto her chest and then she just felt it pushing her into the bed by her like chest and her neck and we think and this is just us like thinking we think it was the the husband coming in to take care of mom because she was making fun of him earlier
0: in her in the day. Wow. But. That's cool. Creepy, but cool. Mm-hmm. So is this how you normally choose your vacation spots is like, <laughs> well, what's going to be the creepiest fucking it, place I can take it, my wife.
4: And it, it only happens to her. Like I never have this crazy shit happen. Like I have, I've seen stuff, but I haven't been like, you know, like, I got make scratched them stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been thrown. I haven't been pushed. Like, so. You're like I'm, We're
0: going to Estes Park next year. We're going to stay at the Stanley Hotel. <laughs>
4: <Right>? <laughs> and so, um, last year, so I'm a part of a group that's called PEX. It's a paranormal experience. They have multiple people from all around the U.S., and this year we have someone from uh, Scotland and Europe. Somewhere. Oh, wow coming to join us, but we take people on tours and kind of show them what it's like to investigate and teach them how to do it. And we go to very, very haunted locations. And last year, we went and stayed at a place called the Tahoe Biltmore Hotel and Casino. It was built in like 1922 by the mob in Nevada. It's by Virginia City, just outside of Virginia City. And they, you know, they took us around the building first and was like, these are all the rooms. This is where you're going to go. This is where you're going to be. And so it's also like a paracon. So we're later we're setting up our tables and my wife's got my table all set up. She's like, I'm going to go upstairs. And like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm so tired. And um, I had a presentation that I was doing with a friend uh, just before eight o'clock and I get a phone call and it's like, I know you're about to go on and, uh, (laughs) But I just got to our room, and I got out of the shower, and I was sitting on the bed, and something runs across the room, and she hears it, like, and hits the door, and then all (laughs) the lights shut off, just, and she's calling me in the dark on the bed, and she's like, um... (laughs) The lights are off and this weird stuff just happened. (laughs) And so I go running upstairs and my, the guy that was doing the presentation with me, he's like, he's like, it's okay. That's awesome. I mean, I feel bad for your wife, but that's awesome. (laughs) So I I run up three flights of stairs and go over to her. Like, Hey, like I talked to him, we got you a new room. They're going to move us to another room. And then they go to fix the electrical issue. And for some reason, only that room has no breaker and it was the huh. only room that lost power on that floor.
3: So Interesting. fun.
4: Yeah.
0: Was she still goes with you on vacation? <laughs> we, have a-
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have one again this year and she was like, "No, I'm no, I'll stay home." Like, this is like
0: my choice, my choice for vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
4: do you do a bunch of
0: uh investigation work? So th- those those bigger conventions and like showing people how to do investigations is one thing, but um, you know, there's a there's a difference between that um and what the ghost hunters do, which is garbage, and mm-hmm. people that actually go out and do real investigations, which are boring as shit in my opinion.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the house, but yes, I, I agree. I agree.
3: Well, it's not like the TV show where it's constant activity. I mean oh I I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure there's sometimes you're there for four or five hours and absolutely nothing happens.
4: Mm-hmm. I get a lot of voices. That's what I get the most of. I don't get a lot of like physical activity or things moving. Like I get stuff like manipulating our equipment or like interacting with our equipment and voices, but that's really what I get the most. So
3: so what are some of the places in Utah? that you and your team have been able to investigate?
4: Um, so mostly um, we focus on um, home investigations because we're, we're a free service so we don't charge anyone for what we do for them. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like it's I guess even from whether you want to look at a spiritual perspective or a religious perspective I feel like it's really damning to pay someone to help them get rid of something that's troubling them in their house. But
0: and do you actually get rid of this stuff or just tell them, yep, you're not wrong?
4: <laughs> so it's usually both. Um, some people, like, you have to kind of explain to some people. Because after you do get rid of something, uh, whether it's a home blessing or a saging or whatever it is. Because like, we always try and um, whatever – maybe religious base that they have or um, if they're Wiccan, like whatever type of a religion that they follow or beliefs that they follow, we try and find someone that can do it that way for them because we don't want to push anything that we believe on them. Like I have a S for saging. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, one of my partners is uh, I would call her um, uh, I'd call her Wiccan more than, I just can't think of what else I would call her exactly. Well, yeah, but she, she's a witch.
3: Yeah. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife,
4: <laughs> but the <laughs> But she's really good at like energy work and helping people understand different situations and explaining like feelings and energy and stuff like that. Or I can help more with like, if we want to do like home blessings or things like that, that's more of my expertise but the hardest part and the weirdest part, too, is like you can get rid of something, but the hardest part is explaining to the person that they may have to make some life changes or this is going to come back because if they continue some negative behaviors, it just fuels it and it comes right back and sometimes even stronger
3: well don't and- no, don't don't sometimes people. Have something attached to them. So it kind of doesn't matter where that person goes, it's attached to the person as opposed to just the house. Ghost herpes is what we call
0: it. Ghost yeah. herpes? Yeah. You spoopy. Will. <laughs>
2: Did
0: you call it spoopy? Spoopy. <laughs> it's
2: a new word for spooky.
0: You can poop that stuff spoopy. out. Spoopy. <laughs> you can't get so rid of it. Go- scary, it makes you poop. <laughs> you can't get rid of ghost herpes. They're like space herpes. Uh,
2: spoopy. <laughs>
4: Yeah, like we we had one, uh, it was about two years ago, and um, this gal had been having weird stuff happen in her home, and she was having stuff happen during the daytime. And I really wish she would have put a camera inside her house, but she put them outside of her house. And she would come home from work and her fridge would be open and her food would be like all over the floor in her kitchen. Or if she had Reckon. just like folded thinking. all of her, <laughs> if she had like folded all of her laundry, like it was all, she had like completed a task and then she would leave and it would just get destroyed. And her kids if would it was be me. home.
3: That, that's that's where I would want to put a camera on that just yeah. to see, is
0: it a raccoon? Is You know what I mean? Yeah From- are there crazy? are cases
2: like that where there's just someone walking into your house helping themselves to you, like it happens. Or
0: you know? are you just absolutely mental and thought you did something? Yeah, you so you can compare. like have
2: proof. Like, am I just making stuff up? Like, am I crazy? <clears throat> did I just leave the fridge open? Or is something happening? You know, is, that, that peace going, of mind. Am I
1: actually going crazy? Like, do I go back in and like... <laughs>
4: And so she she put some outside. She actually had a detective come over and talk to her because she thought someone huh. was stalking her. And he was like, well, put cameras outside of your house and see if anyone's coming in.
3: Coming in. Sure. That makes and
4: sense. So she covered yeah, all the she doorways. She didn't account
0: for the dude that's living in her walls.
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but so she's having all this weird stuff happen. And awkwardly enough, the detective was like, maybe you should uh, call Ben. Uh, <laughs> just, just for safe measure or maybe it's something else, you know. And she was, she was. I knew her, so she was like, yeah, I'll give him a call. And anyways, that night, she hadn't called me yet. And that night, she had her, her kids with her because she didn't have to work the next day. They usually stayed at her mother's house if she had to work early in the morning. And she gets woken up about 3 o'clock in the morning to her daughter, 2 or 3. It's always 2 or 3. It's always, yeah. But, I know that they like. There's there's lots of different explanations for that, but it's also always just
1: that that women maybe are ghosts because women when they go through menopause they start waking up at two in the morning. So when they're <laughs> ghosts, maybe they're just the creepiest at two in the morning.
4: It may be, and so or it's just when
2: your REM cycles get interrupted, you know all kinds of reasons why it's specifically that time that people wake mm, up. But
4: yeah. continue. And so. She wakes up to the sound of her daughter that at the time I believe was just over two, maybe two and a half. And she hears mommy, mommy. And so she goes into her room and her her daughter's kind of hiding behind the crib. And she's kind of just peeking over the crib. And she's like, what's wrong, honey? And she keeps pointing over in the corner of the room. And she's like, what's wrong, sweetheart? And she's like, mommy, girl, scary. And that's what carly called me that morning and she was like um hello uh you need to come to my house tonight like tonight or now whichever you can do and i had to work that morning and so after i got off work i went to her house that night and got lots of interaction and voices so like i i was like okay i feel like like, especially with what your daughter saw, like we should definitely do an investigation because so we always trying to do a consultation first just to see if it's someone that's expecting a Hollywood documentary. Yeah. So that happens fairly often. And so we went back with um, one of my partners. Her name is Stephanie. And um, we... Tracked it mostly so I walked through the house first and I like wrote down my impressions where I thought things were, and then Stephanie did right after I was done. And then we compare like what we were feeling, like where it was the heaviest, where it wasn't. And we both got the kids' bedroom and the basement. And so when we were in the basement, we're trying to get different answers like names, like why are you here, things like why
1: that. Why is it always the basement and the attic? <laughs>
2: Lower vibration, then go it. lower. I don't know. That's that's a the good, good news thought.
0: is if you got ghosts in the basement, you probably don't have the spider problem I got. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they they scare the spiders away, or do they keep them safe down. there?
0: I put down a glue trap. It's like Armageddon on the thing. There are so many <laughs> right. fucking spiders. I have to switch it out. Like it's been there like a week, and I'll show you when we're done. Jeremy. It's there's so many spiders on that thing.
4: But as we were um, starting to get some reactions to some of our equipment and we are starting to get voices coming through um so i mostly use white noise um sometimes i'll scan through like you've probably seen spirit boxes things like that that scan through radio stations you can do forwards backwards you can change the speeds and you'll get voices that aren't coming through on the radio like curse words um do you still have all your
0: from when you used to do that stuff most of it yeah what do you do with it now? Holly uses a lot. Holly goes oh, she still stuff. goes out and does them. Jeremy, great. Jeremy ran a paranormal group here in Salt Lake for a long time. A oh, that's awesome. Ago. What was your Illuminati group called? Society? I don't know.
3: <laughs> paranormal Illumination Society. As well. Yeah,
0: that's that was cool. Oh, that's, that's that's cool.
4: <laughs> and
0: that's off the T-shirt.
4: So as we were um, getting all of this activity and things downstairs. Um, And we didn't, I didn't pick it up until after when we were pulling it off of the, like listening to the recording because I have a program on my computer that I use to cut out kind of the white noise and just pull the voices out. And Stephanie's like, Asking copious amounts of questions like like where are you why are you here like can we help you do you want to leave and she's kind of doing it really quick normally you want to go kind of slow and wait for answers and this was kind of when Stephanie was first like she was learning how to
0: like lightning round go
4: and. at the end of like five questions, you get this really deep choke that bitch. Whoa. <laughs> like, wow. But you didn't hear it until you listen to the the sensitive recording because it wasn't like we couldn't hear it with our it own. wasn't ears, playing back because you were throat. doing it. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. So of course like <laughs> afterwards and it was funny because Stephanie's like, I am just feeling so heavy down here. Like something <laughs> yeah. does not want me down here at all. And then we hear that after we were done. But yeah, we mostly, so in a case
3: like that, what do you do to try to help the family?
4: Um, so I always go and talk to the family and tell them, like, like what, like this is what we've gotten. this is what we feel. Um, this is the like I basically present the evidence to them. This is what we have. This is what we've seen. This is what we were able to find. This is what we believe. Could we be wrong? Yes, because some places you can't always um find the history on the home you can't always find a previous owner sometimes it's a new house and you're the only owner so you're like why is this thing in my house you know whatever and um so we always try and find out what they want to do like would you like would you like a blessing on your home would you like um a priest to come over and like uh give you a blessing? Would you like, um, to have your home saged? Like we give them the options that we, Uh we we can. And then I usually talk to them about, um, and I always start with this. Sometimes this is really hard for people to hear, but I'm not saying that you're doing anything wrong in your home, but if you are, you may want to consider, um, changing some habits or things in your lifestyle and see if, um, it, if that helps to keep it away and helps you to keep a little bit more peace in your home, because that's Just a lot. Take
0: the Ouija board away from your children. Yeah, no, board, <laughs>
4: <Right. the> kids Because <laughs> a lot of the time, it's something as simple as that. But it's not always simple to stop doing something that you're in the habit of. You know.
3: So, do you have like a a priest that you work with? Do you have different? religious factors so that when people say yeah I'd like to do something you can refer them to somebody
4: uh, so we do have a, a Spanish priest that lives in Delta um, he has never he's offered his services but he has never actually had to come and do it and then um, we have Stephanie who does the more spiritualistic um, things and I do more of the just blessings things like that but if they do have a specific religion or a specific thing that they want I always reach out to someone of that branch and ask them if they could do that like we have a lot of Native Americans here and a lot of them have like some of them just have chiefs some of them have shamans but we always just have you
3: done done any work with any of the Native Americans like if you had the opportunity to work with any of them
4: (laughs) I've had the opportunity to talk with them. Um, there are a couple that want us to do their homes, but the chief has not um, approved that. And oh, I told gotcha. I told them I was like I was like I would love to help you in any way that I can or do anything that we can, but I don't feel it's appropriate for us to be doing things like that without your tribe's permission or your chief's permission for your specific area.
1: I'm surprised the priest has permission.
0: Maybe it depends on the area. It depends on if he's a Catholic priest or some other kind of priest. Ca- I kind of assumed
1: Catholic. when he said Spanish it was a Catholic, but I guess maybe it could That's
0: just be... That's presumptive, man. It was. <laughs> could have been fucking Presbyterian or something. You don't know. Lutheran. Methodist.
4: And we have a pretty good melting pot. Like we have um, Catholics, Protestants, Mormons, um, Got
0: some Muslims down there? We have there. a cu-
4: couple different Baptist uh, churches here. but So, like, I have, like, a small melting pot that I can be like, hey. So anything more than that, I have to reach pretty far. I have yet to have to reach that far, but I always tell them that I will. <laughs> like, I'm trying to do this for you, but, you know, I, I just try and help any way that I can.
0: So you you mostly do houses uh, mostly there in the area around Millard County, or are you branching out and doing houses up in you know Cedar City or or Moab or?
4: So I get a lot a lot of people turn into more of consultations. Um, they'll call. We'll do like a like a Zoom call or just a phone call. See what you got going on. Like what what can you do? What can you try? Uh, things like that. Um, the farthest we've gone is Murray. Um, I have had opportunities to go to um, Salt Lake, a few homes in Orem and Provo. But most of the time, after we have our little consultation, they either don't want to proceed with an investigation or they try out some of the things that I've uh, some of the options that I give them and they do it themselves. What is it? What is it that? They,
3: why do not they not want to? After talking to you,
4: um, I feel like some people don't want to know. For oh, the most yeah, that's part. true. Um, they, they either they've gotten used to it; it's not that bad, or the common, oh, it's not hurting me; it's just annoying. <laughs> huh. But I feel like for the most part, it's they don't
2: because they don't want to make a to change. Know.
4: Mm-hmm. or what if it's and, and it's also the and Hollywood has done this too like what if we piss it off what if it gets worse what if it changes And yeah, which could be a, a potential thing that could happen but I just well, always yeah
3: it. you got movies like the poltergeist and stuff like that that mm-hmm. I was gonna
0: ask have you ever run into like... Caroline? <laughs> Caroline Caroline run to turn towards the light Caroline <laughs> Don't go into the light, Caroline. It's no, don't go in and then go into the light the second time, right? Or the second <laughs> I time so. they tried to. They
3: didn't move the cemetery. But yeah, it's things like that that, that I suppose a lot of people are afraid of that. And they're like, well, if I, if I meddle with this, it could open up all kinds of things, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it can, but mm-hmm. I, I guess that would be a reason why people don't want to go any farther.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So when somebody does call you and you do decide to move forward, kind of how does that process go?
4: um, So I actually have, I don't have the sheet out right now, but I usually try and follow like kind of like a step-by-step thing just to make sure I don't miss anything. So normally when we get there, like I'm, I'm generally the only one that knows and I try not to talk to Like Stephanie, like, so I have, there's Stephanie, Kayla, and Randy that do this with me. Me and Randy did it together. Originally, we were the, he was the one weird enough to join me and (laughs) form Central Utah Paranormal. But I like Stephanie to go around first and get all of her thoughts and ideas because stephanie is very very i mean we all have our own little gifts we have our own things that we can bring to the table at an investigation and stephanie is excellent at just reading energies and reading people
3: you'll have her just go through it and just see what she Mm -hmm. feels without Mm -hmm. telling her anything right
4: yeah and then i'll go through but that's where it's hard for me too because it's like i know a little bit but like when, when we have our consultations, I'm like, like if there's really scary stuff, like let's talk about it. But if it's just little things, like don't give me complete details because it's better when you can get there and kind of find those things for yourself. And then you tell them, okay, I'm feeling here. I'm feeling there. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. And then they're like, oh, my gosh. Like that's exactly where I'm feeling. That's what I'm seeing here like, that's where most of the stuff happens. I like get so much nicer when you can go in and do that. And then they're like, right. oh, okay. helps." Like, well, it
3: helps. I'm sure it helps them verify that they're not crazy, that there, yeah. there really is something happening, whatever that may be.
4: Because you want to give oh. them – if it is real, you want to give them some form of validation so they're not feeling like they're crazy.
1: How often do you go out and, it's, and you don't find anything?
4: Um, I would say – I would say 60/40. 60% you get something and 40% you don't.
1: So what do you tell those people that that 40% of the time when you're when you say I they're just we're just not picking up on anything because they're clearly convinced enough to reach out to you.
4: Mhm. And most of the ones that we do in their homes, like th- when we proceed with an investigation, they do have something. So usually within the consultations or, like, with a home walkthrough, we're able to kind of, like, okay, like, we're not really feeling anything in here or we aren't getting anything right now. Like, we can come back again. Um, like, there's one lady that we have. Um, have you ever heard of Topaz before?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We've done episodes about yeah, on We've done topaz. All episodes on it. I was okay. going to ask you if you've been up to Delta and, and <laughs> had any fun shit up there.
4: Yeah. So, um I guess for anyone that doesn't know, Topaz was a uh, basically a concentration camp. They like to use a different word for it.
0: They like to call them internment. Yeah, internment Japanese camps. Americans. <laughs> but Utah was just
1: a harder way to say concentration. Utah was mm-hmm. home
0: to an incredibly racist and authoritative government policy, along with Idaho and Wyoming. It still kind of is.
4: Yeah, there was ten states that held them, if I remember correctly.
0: If you were Japanese or of Japanese origin, you got picked up from wherever you were, shipped off to a concentration camp, and held there during World War II so you couldn't spy on the U.S. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people know
2: better.
4: Yeah. And it's crazy that not like that's not something that I learned in history books. That's (laughs) because you went to school in Utah. Yeah. Well, like my dad. My dad was the one that was like, yeah, this is the crazy shit that we did back in the forties
3: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he like
4: took he took me out there and like showed me all these different things and now it's just uh, cement pads like it it says like this is where the hospital was this is where the police yeah. station was well, this is where the I, guard tower was
3: I, I, when we we did a kind of a deep dive on it, and after the war ended, they allowed um, farmers mm-hmm. and farmers stuff. to take anything that they wanted to use for their own barns and Whatever, so it's pretty much dismantled within mm-hmm. a year or two of it of it being no longer in use. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: but, this, like but this particular lady, um, the generation before her, got one of those homes and took it to a small town by Fillmore called Meadow, and built onto it. And the kind of things that she has happening in her home, and she's she'll call and like talk to me about it, but she's like, I don't really want you to come over because for some reason. Um, Anytime I've had anyone come over in the past, it spikes and it gets worse. But she'll smell different kinds of cologne. She'll smell like Asian food cooking in her house. She'll smell. for (laughs) For her, it's mostly smells. It's like smells and she will hear people speaking in different languages. Or she'll hear people like walking in the area of the home that was from Topaz.
0: And if you guys want to, if you haven't already heard it, those listeners on the show, if you really want to take the deep dive with us, it was episode 244 of the show. So do you think it's a
3: residual, something that's attached to that building that's just like a record on repeat?
4: <laughs> and I feel like that's why it, like it, it does. It repeats itself. It's just it comes in spasms. Um, I was never one of the people that went and apparently she called other investigators to come and check it out years and years ago. And she said it just got worse Mm -hmm. and she didn't want that um, to happen again. But when she was talking to me about it, I always felt the same, that it was very residual. It didn't feel like an intelligent haunting or
3: something more than that. Energy that was attached to the building from Mm -hmm. many, many years ago. Mm
4: And luckily for her, I mean, it wasn't anything, though it was in a bad place, in a bad time. um, She has never expressed anything negative.
2: Which is creepy. Yeah. Spoopy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So what's probably one of the most interesting circumstances or, or people or investigations that you've been able to do?
4: Um, man, I have to think about that one. We've had one that
3: really stands out as being unique.
4: I would honestly say the very first real investigation that me and Randy did. um, We went to um, there's a little mud fort outside of uh, Deseret which is a very small town of like 300, 400 people. And it's called Fort Deseret. Um, During, I believe it was the 1850s or the 1860s, during one of the Native American wars, um, there was a group of settlers out there and the government refused to send out any troops or anyone to protect them on their settlements. And so they decided to build their own fort. And so they built this structure out of Um, straw and mud and basically the the women and the children stomped together all of the hay and the water and the mud and the men would carry off these big chunks of mud and build these these walls and they had uh, cannon holes like they had everything it used to be a lot bigger than it is now um and while we were out there um i remember I was so excited because I got uh motion sensor lights. I found like the most sensitive but also the cheapest <laughs> sensitive uh-huh. that I could find <laughs> because uh, Jeremy probably knows ghost hunting equipment is not it's cheap. it's not
0: like you're ma- and you're not making money to no, buy it. And sure.
4: you're not It's
3: kind of like podcasting. <laughs> you <laughs> do it because you love it, not because you're making
4: any money.
2: <laughs> yeah. Man. We do it for kicks and giggles.
4: That's good though.
2: Shits and giggles and spoops
4: <laughs> and spoops.
3: <laughs>
4: but our after, so we got there at sunset. So we just kind of went and videoed around, and um, we were kind of learning how to use equipment then. So we were still kind of those ones that didn't understand the real meaning of oh the EMF detectors. We're like, oh, we got something. Oh. <laughs> you know, that was that was before we really learned. Um, how to use them and what they are for. And so anyways, there's one area and it was on the northeast corner of the fort. Um, It looked like a room where they used to store cannons or something that would allow them to shoot over the fort. And um, there was a doorway and then it was walled in the rest of the way. Like, so it was shaped kind of like a, like a disformed square. And, Um. We put the lights, the motion sensor lights from the doorway towards us and we stayed against the the back wall. So we were looking into this doorway and Randy starts, um, we're using a, a spirit box. It was an SB 11. It was our very first time using it. And Randy I love Randy because Randy is like a '70s surfer dude, so everything is just like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa!" <laughs> and so he's he's running the sb 11 and he's asking questions, and he says, um, "We're we're your friends. We're here to talk to you, and you hear this woman's voice. It sounded relatively young, and we and you heard it audibly. I'm because I'm pretty sure it came straight through the." Um, the spirit was able to manipulate the spirit box in order to get the voice because it says, really? And we're we're so excited, Randy's like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, "He's like, yeah, really? Um, what did he say next? He's like, we're your friends. We just want to talk to you. We want to get to know you better. And in the same voice, you hear, you're here. And we're like, whoa. And so – Um, Randy sets the spirit box down and we start like you know like where are you like are you are you over by the door like are you scared of us like can you come closer to us and talk to us more so we can hear your voice better and all of a sudden one light boop and then the next light and then the next light lights up walking towards us and we are both just like this is never going to happen again. <laughs>
2: like,
4: like this, is, this is defying everything that we thought was going to happen here tonight, you know? And so we were able to um, do that. But then Randy also turned on his SB 11 again, and um, there's the temperature gauge on it. And we were using the temperature gauge to ask questions like, could you move farther away or could you move closer? And it would make the um, – the temperature gauge, make a louder sound or a quieter sound. Like, could you make a, like a, like a far beep for, for this, or could you make like just a continuous sound for this? And Randy asks a question and I can't remember what the question was, but it was kind of an ironic question. And we got a very ironic answer. Um, I just can't remember what the answer was. And we kind of laughed because And it wasn't because we were making fun of the spirit or the situation. It was just we were so excited. It was just our, um, I guess, just the first thing that came out, if that makes sense. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just goes, man! And it doesn't stop. It's just – Whoa. It drops all the way down to like the lowest temperature and it's just like – sounds like this thing is just screaming at us. And Randy's like, I'm sorry. It was just – we were just laughing because it was so ironic that you said this when we were asking this question. And it just keeps going. And he's like, "He's like, I'm sorry. Did did we upset you? And it just stops.
0: Hmm.
4: Oh, okay. And we had been there for a while. Like, Like, I'm sorry. Like, are we annoying you? Do you want us to go? And then it <laughs> –
0: <laughs>
4: and i was like okay like this was pretty good for our our very first trial run but...
3: wow that's really cool no, well, well but getting things like that definitely helps you feel like you're
4: doing something
3: yeah that, that it's worth it that it's worth the time and the effort and money that you're putting into it
0: mm. so i want to i, I want to uh jump in here because i don't we, we're we're I don't know if you realize that we've been talking to you for for a solid hour at this point um, I actually because you live in Fillmore um, and we we talked quite a bit last week about the fires around the state uh, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time on that Fillmore fire in particular because of the morons that caused it and how they were caught
1: and because we happened to drive past it,
0: yeah, and we drove right past mm-hmm. it and i'm I'm just curious because it's still not contained last I saw it was still quite a ways from being contained. How is that impacting you guys there in Fillmore?
4: So it's only like, I think I looked today and it's 43% contained and it's been, it's been over. I think it'll be two weeks on Friday
0: mm-hmm. from yeah.
4: when it started. But the issue that we're going to be having in the future now is it's the entire mountain face that faces our side of town uh which has um very important structures and buildings um one being our hospital the other being our sheriff's office which also has our jail but there's also uh campgrounds there we have um cabins in that area that are um the area is called Virginia Hills where we have about 10, 10 different families living on the side of the mountain but when it starts raining um it's all just going to come down as mud mud and ash And it's just going to flood like it's, it's just a matter of when it decides to rain. Like we're preparing now by filling sandbags and, and we have help from the lots and lots of help from the community and volunteer services. And right now we have the BLM and different fire services from all over the United States, has it, sp-
0: has it stayed mostly in the hills and canyons right there outside of town or has it moved down? Cause you know, I, I asked cause we drove, we drove down to St. George last weekend and we mm. left, uh, before the fire had started. And as we were going through the Fillmore area, I looked at Brie and I said, this whole area, as far as you can see, is a tender box cause mm. it is nothing but dry grass fields as yep. far as you can see. And then. Uh, her, her, uh, her, I guess her brother-in-law, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, he said he saw the fire when he drove down Friday. And when we drove back on Sunday, you could see it in the middle of the day from the road. And I'm like, I really hope it doesn't get close to these fields. Cause they're just going to go and there's no way they're going to stop it.
4: Yeah. And that's exactly what's going to happen. But I would say, like, it started at the bottom, and it worked its way up very quickly. Because just like you said, Mm -hmm. it was just um, dry dry leaves. Yeah. And we've had the windiest summer that we've probably had in years. Forever. Um, But it's definitely – it moved all the way up, but it left a center area where – almost like the size of, like, if you could imagine, like a giant – uh, what do you call it, like an oval or like eyeball-shaped mm-hmm. area, and they're like, we're we're going to have to burn this centerpiece too, or it's going to give the flood more power because then it will have an area to travel straight down and get more momentum mm-hmm. and more power. So they're happening to burn that centerpiece and get rid of even more of our side of the mountain. It's still within the the containment area, the perimeter that they have. But yeah, it's just gonna be weird because that's like my my front yard faces the mountain, and so oh. it's like we're just like wow. we're just like sitting on the porch, just like watching because there's there's nothing you can do, you know, at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and I mean, really, the what people don't really understand about these big wildland fires like this is you're not actually fighting the fire; you just have to let the fire mm-hmm. burn. What you're typically doing is cutting lines, and mm-hmm. you're yeah. you're you're trying to cut big enough spaces of forest and cut down trees and cut down burning material so that it can't jump and continue to grow. So you're basically just building a perimeter around it mm-hmm. and trying to keep it away from structures and stuff like that. But, you know, you can throw down fire retardant and water, but when it's, you know, 11, 15,000 acres, and I don't know what the total is of that fire at this point, mm-hmm. you're not putting it out. You have to yeah. let it burn itself out basically.
4: Yeah. And I think, yeah, we're about, I think over 12,000 acres now and That's over insane. six, six million dollars in damages, something like that.
0: So, I mean, I, it's because it wasn't arson, right? Like the allegations of these four individuals are that they just didn't basically they didn't put out their campfire mm-hmm. um, and they knew that they hadn't put it out all the way, which is the real kicker there. Yeah. Uh, And that's, you know, that's negligence on their part. Mm -hmm. They're not quite like the Brian had dipshit that probably should (laughs) have went to jail and managed to somehow not go to jail. Mm
4: -hmm. Um,
0: But uh, yeah, I don't, uh, it's just, it's disappointing because it is, I mean, fires are going to happen, but you know, we certainly shouldn't be the cause.
4: Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part, especially, especially, I don't know for, I guess all of us, cause I grew up here. So that was my Canyon. Like I know where everything is. I worked for the forest service for like four years. Um, then I decided to go to college and <laughs> get <Huh>. a degree, <laughs> but, um, like I've I've been all over in there. I've hiked all over in there. And I'm not looking forward to, um, going in there and seeing what the actual damage is like from my home. You can see the black Hills. You can see the dead trees. You can see like the half burned pine trees, but you you won't see the damage until you're like in a place where you used to go camping as a kid or a place where you used to go hiking with your family or, you know, just things like that. That's always going to be very different. Like I won't be able to take my daughter to the same campground that I went to when I was not a kid, for a
0: very time. long time. Because it's, gone. yeah, I mean, it's, it takes 15, 20, 30 years for that mm-hmm. stuff to grow back and it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Because if you've got a, a pine forest that burns, it's going to get replaced with quakies most of the time mm-hmm. and yeah. vice versa a lot of the times. That's usually how forests cycle each other. Uh, because you do have all the seeds of the other one, they just don't grow in between. And so there is some natural recourse to fire, but, um, yeah, you definitely, I mean, it, we went to yellowstone i don't know at this point it was probably like 4 or 5 years ago and the fires in the late 80s there's parts of yellowstone that you still see the damage from the fire because it's just never those those trees that were damaged just never recovered
4: yeah it's that's a sad tough. deal
0: that's tough i mean we i haven't i haven't been up mill creek canyon this year and it was on fire last year and i heard that like the path up to like dog lake has changed um, uh, because of, because of the fires that were up there. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it's something that, uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to have more of because of the, uh, because of the issue. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so Ben, where can people get a hold of you if they want to consult or, um, you know, want to check out any of your paranormal stuff that you guys do?
4: So I'd say you see most of our, our content in our videos, we have, I guess, the largest following on Instagram. Um, that's where we share the majority of our, like smaller clips. Uh, we also share a lot of, um, UFO videos and just stuff for, you know, conversation because you can see some videos and you're like, uh oh, I don't know about that one. Like when they're UFOs, things like that could be a drone, could be something else. <laughs> um, that is where we share the short clips of our paranormal investigations. We have our full investigations that we are, that we have permission to share on our YouTube channel. Um, we do a lot of private investigations that will never be like shown anywhere, but yeah. the ones that people, we do people have, people don't
0: like to broadcast their home. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: But the ones that we do have that we are allowed to share and have permission to share, you can find on YouTube. um, on Instagram, it's central dot utah paranormal, and YouTube is central utah paranormal with spaces. Um, but Facebook is also central dot utah paranormal. There's two of us mysteriously on Facebook, one without spaces or one with spaces, and us with periods. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: Someone's trying to steal your thunder, man. That's why.
4: <laughs> <But> <laughs> I was like, no.
0: But-
2: Maybe you made a second page and just. Forgot about it and don't know whose account it was on.
0: <laughs> Maybe uh, that can happen too. But, yeah. Well, thanks so so much for joining us, Julia. Do you want to read our oracle card? We'll do this with uh, Ben on the phone here. Yeah, but the...
2: first I have I have a riddle. Wow. What is a ghost's favorite body part? I Boobies. That's Boobies. what I was gonna say. <laughs> Since Dad doesn't read his dad joke cards, I just come up with stupid jokes while i doing. I bet that's
0: in there. Honestly. I'm sure
2: it is probably where i came up with it okay so today's oracle card is detox drink a smoothie unfriend that asshole and throw some shit out
3: there you go who should i unfriend get rid of those things you that have talking about energy. all the people
2: who wish you happy birthday on facebook <laughs> timeline are not your friends
0: <laughs> the people that you don't talk to for 20 years and suddenly there's a Hey, happy birthday. I haven't fucking talked to you in 10 years. So, so I didn't I didn't tell this on the air about the uh the, the was it the dress no it was the dresser and the so I gotta tell this real quick and then we'll we'll wrap up the show. You'll appreciate this, Ben. It's funny. So okay. um we've been we've been changing out a lot of furniture in the house um because our kids are gone and we want to update some of the rooms with more current stuff and give us more space. So like I got rid of my desk and Brie got me anyone for my birthday. And in Bree's office, we've got rid of some really big old furniture we've had for years and years and years. So I've been selling a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So I put up the dresser where it's got a mirror and a matching bookcase. And uh, you know I get a fake offer right away. Uh, and then a little bit later, I get someone else that messages me and they're like, hey, uh, do you still have that? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, hey, okay, I'll, I'll buy it from you. I'm like, okay. And they're like, do you take this cash payment? way. And I'm like, no, I really only want to do it through, uh, through Venmo or PayPal, which they're the same thing, but it doesn't matter. Um, so he pays me and he's like, are you okay if you, if you, are you okay if you hold it for a little while? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, we're not in a rush and we can hang on to it until you can, can, can come get it. So the next week, um, he's messaging me that he's going to come get it on Sunday evening as we're coming back from St. George and he gets here. And he's like, Hey, I'm like, yeah, hey, um, yeah, it's here. And so he grabs a, a whole bunch of stuff. He grabs the, the, the bookcase and then a bunch of the drawers from the dresser. The mirror. Um, no, he didn't get the mirror in the first trip. Oh, you're right. Uh, and, and he leaves and I come back in the house and I say to Brie, God, that guy looks really familiar. I wonder who that is. This is on Facebook marketplace. And so I have his full profile access accessible to me. because I've been talking to him on messenger and I look him up and it's a friend of mine from years and years ago that lives here in the salt Lake Valley. And I'm like, where? Okay. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know Garrett, like I know this guy, I haven't talked to him in longer than I've known my wife. But I definitely know who he is. Where do I know him from? And I'm like, oh shit, he's, he dated Sherry for a period of time and he's this guy, Dylan's buddy. Like I know exactly who he is now, but I didn't even fucking know. Like I didn't <laughs> recognize that. So I had made a transaction with him. He came to my house, took something. So on the second visit to the house, um, you know, there was more recognition there for me and maybe, uh, better recognition from him. I'm not sure. I think he probably, already I think knew. he
1: probably knew who you were. By the way, you tell stories like Chantel. Tells no, I stories. don't. Yes, that was do.
0: concise in no, less it was than not. three minutes. I've uh-huh. got a timer in front that of. me. That was a
2: really long story. You could have said in thirty seconds, though.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, so he's like, maybe uh, we'll talk again in a decade when I buy something else from you. <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to show you that just because they're your Facebook friend doesn't mean you really fucking know them. Even though <laughs> I've met him, I knew him, I hung out with him for a time in my life, but I don't. I've never talked to him since then. So.
2: Everyone go wish him happy birthday on his timeline. <laughs> we have to ask the last question.
0: No one's going. So everyone will do it, and it'll be late because they're not going to hear this. And then it'll be tomorrow. funny. Yeah. So, Ben, what is uh, what is something, the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your lifetime here? Hmm. I always got to think about it. I should have asked him, then told my long story, <laughs> and then let him Oh, answer. you're good.
4: Um uh, Honestly, the first thing, and I think this still would have popped into my mind, even though we talked to it earlier, just that we were actually one of those those people that had topaz in our state.
0: Yeah, yeah that is definitely unique. But I mean, it's very it's a it's a big
2: isn't that black... our state gem?
0: No, I don't um, think so. I don't know.
2: Um, I want to
1: say
0: it is, but it is a big black mark on the state of Utah, right? Like, it's like New
1: Mexico. Um
0: and it's it's a black mark on the country. No, she's Topaz. right. Topaz is our Gym. state gem.
1: It's my birthstone and your state gem.
0: But uh it's no California seagull though. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, that's we did a whole episode on it for a reason. It's it's um it's important to talk about those things. It's important to talk about things like the Mountain Meadows Massacre and what actually You're happened You're doomed there. to repeat
1: history if you don't remember what happened. You know,
0: there's, you know most people don't know about the Utah War and its reality and what that actually yeah. was. And so we try to talk about a lot of that stuff as we come across it for, for that very reason. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, if, uh, if, if you guys can, if you want to reach out to, uh, reach out to Ben and, and the, uh, Central Utah Paranormal Group. Um, you can follow us on social media at the New Utah Podcast or at TNU Podcast. Sorry. I don't want to fuck it up. No one's tried to take our name with spaces or dots. So <laughs> we, we're still good at TNU podcasts on all the platforms. And it's the new com for our website or hotdog dash com is also our website. Either one will get you to the same place. So thanks so much, Ben.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye.